This is a main hustle media podcast. All right, bro. All right. Here we go. Welcome to Blurred Comics, a podcast about blackness and blurred shit from a couple of mixed black blurs. And we just trying to breathe, man. Right. <sighs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think today I'm going to change my name to Mixed Black Main because... Right. I mean, I've always hierarchically been black over everything else and black issues do impact me and I feel them more than any of my other ethnicities. Mm-hmm. But like, I am tested. <laughs> like, I am tested. You remember, you remember how like when I said, when I think we did a um an episode where it was like, I think it was like during some type of of um Olympics or some shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like Olympics are really the only time that I feel patriotic because other than I that, I don't that. give yeah, a fuck, yeah. right? Like, this is when you, like, yes, I mixed and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? Right. But like, this is when I'm not mixed. This is when I'm black. You know what I mean? Like, this, this is, is like. Yeah, like when you, you and I, I forget what episode it was, but it was like, we're mixed. But we're black, like, make no mistake that, yes, we are mixed and we are proud of being mixed. And we, you know, we love our our multicultural heritage, our multi-ethnic heritage. But, like, when the shit comes down, we're black. And not just because of presentation necessarily. Like, in I think side by side, you do present more obviously black than I do. But phenotype-wise, I present more black than you do. Like, you know, like, we have we're different size of the coin in terms of skin color versus presentation and features and shit. But like, it never leaves us. There's like no moment that we're not black, even in our mixed skin. Right. Like, and I always tell people like I'm hierarchically mixed because blackness is at the center of my whole life. And then a little bit of Japanese-ness, which is really isolated to when I'm with my family, you know, because it's not like the outside Japanese world is really accepting of me. And then in terms of the whiteness, like, I didn't even grow up around that. So, like, I don't even know those people. I just happen to be mixed with them. Like, I know two people, you know, like two white yeah. people in my family. I, I know. So, like, I'm always black, even while I'm mixed. I try you know, through militantly mix or or all of the other stuff that I do when I talk about mixed race, I, I try to be empowering of people's identity. Like I never want to be the person that cuts down somebody's identity, you know, how they how they identify that within their mixedness. Like whatever works for you is your thing. And I'm getting really be- like a lot better about like understanding the how powerful words are for people. So like I had a guest a couple weeks ago who she used to refer to herself as militantly mulatto and like mulatto is could be really triggering to me but like for her i can tell when she said it it wasn't like that was the appropriate term for her from when she was growing up and and also just in terms of her ownership she owned that word and she goes and i knew the history and everything like that but i still chose to own that word and so like 
I'm, I'm getting it. Like I'm, I get uh-huh. it. There are ways that some of us identify that work for us as individuals, but may not work for other people. And there's power in it. And you, you, you should be able to tell the difference, right? Like if someone says uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm, and they choose a word that the rest of us are kind of like Ugh, for, if you right. can hear it when they say it, that there's power in it for them, then like I'm back in, like, that's not my thing to yeah, try to tell you not, not to fight. identify a certain way. Exactly. So, what I'm seeing right now, and I think you've probably seen a couple of them too, is there's a lot of black and white biracial folks coming out on Twitter and TikTok and shit like that. And they're posting these videos about that are kind of like absolving themselves from blackness where they're doing this thing of like, you know, like I'm mixed, so I don't really know what it's like for you black folks and shit like that. And I I mean, you know me, I don't know who anybody is. So I'm like, they could be famous athletes or they could be whatever the fuck. I don't know who the fuck you are. All I know is that nigga, you look black, even though you're light skinned (laughs) and you're telling somebody I'm mixed. So I don't know what your issues are when you know that when you're walking down the street, if someone comes at you, they're going right. to come at you like a black person. Don't matter how light skinned you are. You are presenting black. So I'm no, what I'm not saying is what I'm not saying to be clear is I'm mm-hmm. not saying you are not mixed because I am militantly mixed. I will be mixed. Right. Day I die. Right. But in this scenario, if you are walking down the street you are going to be received as a black person based off your presentation, then you do have an understanding of the black experience. You, it, it doesn't matter that you are also experiencing that as a mixed race person. Both of those things are happening at the same time. At the same time. Yeah. One is you are being perceived as black only. And the other is I am black presenting and mixed both of those things are happening at the same time and it's driving me crazy like i'm finding myself so fucking angry because what i don't get is why is now the time these fools are coming out and saying like i'm mixed i don't know what it's like just lift every voice why do you think that is the fucking (laughs) black national anthem lift every voice we are part of the story separate themselves yeah like don't do that right now that's not the time to do that shit like you can simultaneously be black white biracial or in my case black japanese and white you could try racial like we could be all these things at the same time but we're still black right now like Right. And our voice and it, needs to go towards our folks. This is not a time to be separating ourselves. I mean, and, 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 and I can, you know, I can attest to that being black and mixed at the same time is yeah. that you, you know, there was a, a situation you get, you know, uh, me and a black homie got pulled over mm-hmm. and the cop was sweating both of us, but he would only talk to me. Mm. And he would be, you know what I mean? So it was like, you could tell that he was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. It was, it, you know, and I can, and it was weird. It was like I was having like an out of body experience where mm-hmm. he was just like, hey, come here, man, come here. You, you know, you know, and you know, I mean, you know how, you know, and he's just like trying to get mm. on that level with me. But also he pulled us over because we were some niggas in a car. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like. And it's not the like reason- he can tell that you got a straight nose while you're driving. Right. You know, right. Like, he's looking at your when skin. That motherfucker, yeah. When he pulled me out the car, he, my, my features came out. You feel me? And right. he, 
he was and you can see that he kind of exhaled Ugh. right you know what i'm saying like he kind of like oh, okay um i have a different tact to this and that's a that's a that's a thing that i that i was talking about with uh with my wife is that there i think uh, people are you know people are always like you know, it's it's always you know the individual when whenever you know a person gets pulled over. I feel as though when they go into these situations, white people don't know black people because they've never tried to know black people, and so they don't understand. It's very unknown to them. So when they go and they, when he saw that I was mixed, mm-hmm. he was like, "Okay, this is not all the way nigga shit." You feel me? So I can you know I can breathe a little. I'm you know. not. In that, oh my God, I might not go home. You know, that yeah. feeling that they fucking have for some reason. That face yeah. that you're talking about, that's the face I see when I happen mm-hmm. to finally get through to an interview because I got a right. bomb ass resume, but I got a black ass name. And they see my face and they're like, oh, you know, like I've had white people, I've had white cops tell me to not get mixed up in that element. When we got picked up hanging out and I'm the lightest person there, like when I when I got picked up as a kid, uh, like us loitering in the park mm-hmm. right. and my three black dark skinned friends all got dropped off in the Mexican neighborhood and I got dropped out at home. The conversation they were having with me as they are driving me to my door, taking me to my house was don't get in with that element. Don't be like them. Right. You know. You know? Whatever. And these are like kids from my same fucking neighborhood. Ugh. Like and until yeah, my dad opened the door and they see that my dad is black and it's like, oh shit. What we just oh, do? Yeah. yeah. Like I don't know what race they thought I was. I know they didn't think I was Mexican because they would have that wouldn't have made sense and you know, for them. And I know that they <laughs> didn't think I was black because I would have been dropped off in the Mexican neighborhood with my black friends. So yeah. I don't know what the fuck they thought I was. But the second they found out I was black, everything changed. You know, that shit, that that relief that people have when they see mixed folks as being like not enough. And, and you know, and make no mistake, they're viewing us as not enough black. So, like, we're probably not going to be as much of a problem. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Exactly. That's what they say. It's like, uh, you know. It, it, it's it's. <laughs> I'm so angry today, boy. Like you don't even fucking know. I mean, you know, but you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. I just. Like, do you think that because I am part white that you can then say he like it's it's weird yeah. to articulate because it's like you think I'm part white, so therefore I am I'm mostly good or. Maybe it's fifty one forty nine good. Right. Like you, what do they think is happening? But we don't even need to go that far. Like we don't even need to address us as it. Like all you gotta know is that when those white motherfuckers were riot geared up and fucking AR fifteens and they were standing on those state capitals and those town halls and city halls and shit like that, and they were protesting not being able to get haircuts for corona. That's that's all you need to know. How are people with assault rifles less threatening than a 14-year-old fucking kid with a bag of Skittles? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all. We don't even have to address mixed black folks. Like, we don't even have to go there because they don't. I don't know what they see with us. 
you know, like I really, really don't know what they're hoping for. Like if the if the one drop rule thing is real for them, you know, if they see that if you're even one ounce, you know, one drop black, you're black, then they should be equally as afraid of us, regardless of how light we come out. Right. I mean, and 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 like you were saying, it's like there was that there was that mixed black dude that was on there and was like, I'm mixed, and you know, and I I don't have to deal with you know yeah. and the way he was talking about it, and but the one thing that got me was there was somebody that did a reply and it was, um, I forget what his name is. He's, a. I, I, I'm not even, but there was a video of a dude and he said, when you mix chocolate milk with milk, you don't have half chocolate milk, half milk. You have all the way chocolate milk. It may not be, all, it may not be as chocolate as you want it to be but it's chocolate milk so I was like damn I mean you're not wrong (laughs) it's so So. goofy though like listen to how stupid an explanation that is like that's where we're at we gotta say some stupid shit like that to like get for someone to get it Uh, yeah, man. I just so so part of me is just like, like I straight up turtled last week. So for y'all listening, we actually did have an episode for last week, but I went full turtle. Like I am having flashbacks from '92. Um, I was having like panic dreams, kind of, you know, like that were really memories, like of experiences that I have not thought about or I try not to think about on a regular basis ever since uh, LA '92 and. And so, like, I just shut the fuck down. Like, I I basically, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of last week at work, I was filling a seat. Like, I was getting stuff done, but I was getting stuff done at, like, a way slower pace than I normally perform at. And, um, and I don't really like to, like, I'm not that kind of employee. I don't like to fuck around with a job. I do my job. It's important to me. I feel value when I do it and shit like that. But, like, I, my brain, my mind, I could not get there in some cases. And then I ended up having to stay late on Friday um, for something that happened at 345. So it wasn't even like it was because I was slow. It was just like some shit went down at 345. And that taxed me too because I wasn't even asked if I could stay. I was told to stay. And um, and luckily there weren't curfews or anything at that time. But like I couldn't do anything. I just I couldn't cut an episode. I couldn't record. I just could not do anything. And so like we got this ghost episode that I'll drop eventually, but you know, it just didn't feel like the time to, to drop it now. Yeah. Um, and like the weekend I, I fucking stayed turtled up and um, I called out black from the comic book store on Sunday. You know, like I was just like I'm black. I don't think I can handle it. And she's like, mm-hmm. she's like, I was going to say, you know, like if you don't want to come, you know, like she's, she's good. My, my boss at the comic book shop really looks out for, for all of us and stuff like that. So like if she knows that you're like mentally health tax that day, she's just like, yeah, don't <laughs> like comics versus black lives. Yeah. Stay home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but then I, I got onto my social distancing group with, with the, for militantly mixed. We, you know, we do this group uh, chat on Sundays now and, and that was really healing. Cause a lot of us just kind of like got it out. Um, mm-hmm. The ones that were mixed black got to be the loudest voices. The ones that weren't mixed black, if they did contribute, it was it was in support. It was in solidarity. You know, like it wasn't like, well, actually, you know, we didn't have any of that going on. And that kind of dug me out of that turtle mode that I was in. Like, so for the rest of the day, I started to kind of like 
scratch myself back, like try to try to get myself back into into what I got to do mode, because I don't normally just turtle up. I know that I'm not a person that could really go out to the marches for a couple of different reasons. Besides the fact that I'm like physically not really. I mean, you see me when we go to the cons, I end up having to sit down every so often because my fucking feet and knees are so fucked up. So like I know that that's not really the best place for me. Plus, I get a lot of social anxiety and crowds. Again, another mm-hmm. thing that you help me with when we're out at these cons, right. too, is like you guide me out of spaces where there's a lot of people and shit. Um, and so, like, I'm not that frontline type of person. I would probably do better if I was like on the side at the events helping with like the the water tents or the healthcare tents like that would probably be yeah. more my my speed like what I can what could I can do um but so I was feeling kind of guilty and bad that I wasn't like a frontliner and then I started thinking like oh, the shit that I tell other people I should actually take that advice for myself as well and one of those things that I say is like activism takes forms different forms depending on right. who you are some people are frontliners and some people are strategizers and some people are healers and some people are fundraisers and some people are, you know, podium speakers and things like that. Like we all have different skills and we should be applying those skills in this fight and versus applying what you think is the thing you're supposed to do. Right. We definitely need the numbers out there at these protests. A hundred percent. We need the numbers. But something that I have that maybe not everybody out there has is I have these two podcasts and I have this platform where I can talk about this shit and I got people that I know listen and hopefully they can spread it around and share it or maybe they'll hear something they didn't know about before and they apply it. I know that to be true because I get these emails every fucking week from the people who listen to Militantly Mixed telling me I didn't know this thing until you brought it up and then I looked it up or, um, you know, I thought I was the only one who knew this or I thought I was the only one who thought about this. But I appreciate like I'm seeing that kind of stuff happen in the world. So like, OK, step one, get your voice back on these damn shows and stop turtling. That was right. kind of step one. The other talent that I have is in fundraising. I have raised sixteen thousand dollars for a documentary on organs piano organs uh-huh. if i can raise sixteen thousand dollars for a documentary on organs i for damn sure should be able to raise some money for black lives matter like you know what i'm saying right, like i right. feel like i should be able to do that i've raised money for for short films i've raised money for a variety of different things i should be able to use my platform and my voice and my my friend base for that kind of work. And I, and, and I'm doing that. I'm working towards trying to do that. Um, and then, you know, for the COVID stuff, I started making masks because I felt like I needed to do something, but I knew I was too afraid to go outside. Like I really, really was. So I was making masks and sending them to places. I've sent them to a few different places so far and I'm really slow still, but like, you know, I can make like four or five a night. And, and hopefully have enough to get out to places. What I'd like to do is get a big stack and, and send some out to the protest, but I'm so fucking slow. Um, you know, like I can't get enough out at the time. But so like that's like that started to bring me back. Like I'm like, OK, like it's time to start strategizing and thinking like, where are you going to be the most useful with the set of skills that you have? Um if I was in better shape, I would love to go crack heads right now. I'm like, not really, but mm-hmm. yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a, cra- a head cracker, but like, I want to sometimes, right. <laughs> you know, and like, I'm at that it, place. Like, like me, I like, I, I try to avoid that shit just mm-hmm. because of how big I am. And yeah. I don't want a motherfucker to just to be, oh, he the big nigga. Let's, you know what I mean? Like, he's the one that 
I have to, he has to yeah. equalize. Someone has so to ter- take you down first. Right. Right, right. I ain't trying to be all that. Um, Plus you got so daughters I, I and there's different ways that you can be showing them how to fight. Yeah, we, exactly. You know. I've been watching, I watch it with them. I teach them and I tell them exactly what it's for, what it's about, what it is, you know, what it means to be part black because I'm going to make sure that they are raised to know that they are part black. And I just, it, it, it tears me apart a little bit when I look at both of them because we obviously on here we call them rice and beans mm-hmm. and that's an actual uh, complexion thing yeah. that's a real thing because one is browner and one is whiter so obviously one is going to be able to pass and I don't want to you know a situation I want them to know mm-hmm. and I want the, I want the younger one I want rice to know look that's my fucking sister. If anybody fucks with her because of that shit, right? You know, she can use her, you know, herself to, you know, and vice versa, right? Um, so, it's pretty amazing how- that you have full biological sisters. That one right. is blonde and white skinned, and one is brown with black hair. Like these two girls. If they're standing side by side, to me, don't recode as siblings. And then when they stand side by side as you, if I'm looking at rice and you, I see you and rice. And then if I look at beans and you, I see like I kept thinking beans look the most like you. And then rice climbed up into your lap at the con. And I was like, oh, shit, she looks just like him, too. Like these two children that are totally different colors look just the fuck like you. And they're going to. And they're going to have such different experiences. Like, even though you are their parent, you know, like they're going to have such different experiences and hoping, well, knowing that they're getting exposed to what that means, both in you being their dad and y'all watching mixed dish together. And I mean, the little black power activist that rice is already (laughs) (laughs) First thing that little girl said to me the very first time she finally met me in person is like, are you surprised I'm not black? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know? So, like, um, I'm making sure. Yeah, uh, they, they, these, these girls, I, you know, I hope that as, you know, I know siblings fight and shit like that, but I hope when the, the important things come down that they have each other's backs and, yeah. and that, um, that they understand the complexities of why those right. two girls are going to have different experiences. Yeah. I mean, I try, I try to definitely make sure that they understand that. Like, you know, I, I, I try to show them that I have obviously, you know, mm-hmm. in, in being mixed, we can't, I mean, in the other side of the coin that we were talking about earlier with the guy saying I'm mixed, I'm, you know what I mean? Obviously I present mixed some, but most people know I'm black. You know what I mean? Like I present, everybody knows I'm mixed, but they know I'm black. Mm-hmm. So, but obviously they're, like I said, with that police officer that talked to me and I was able to, you know, talk to him in a, in a way and, you know, kind of whatever. I do have a bit of a privilege because I am mixed. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, and I have to let them understand what, because they don't really understand what privilege is. They don't really understand what, you know, what that is. They, you know, because because Rice was like, but shouldn't all lives matter? And you know, and so I have to say, look, mm-hmm. yes, I get. You know, you have to understand that all lives do matter. But right now, they're the ones. You know what I mean? So I have right. to add to give her that analogy about the house is on fire. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a house is in. The, you know, and so she understood like right away and got it and was like. 
I understand. You know, like she, mm-hmm. she even said, I understand now. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. did, you know, because she's watching the, the, she's watching it with me and she's understanding like why I'm getting upset when people are saying, you know, it's not all cops and blue lives, man. I'm like blue lives. First of all, blue mean? lives is bullshit because blue lives isn't a race. It isn't. Where's, where's, where's the, you know, teacher lives matter. We don't Where's sign the... up to be black. We just are black. You sign right. up to be a cop. And and I'm going to go off on this for a second. It's not that I don't think that cert- that the 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 concept of police has merit. I think to a certain extent and in some areas there are aspects of policing that make sense. But police only are in existence here in America because they were created to keep black people from running away from the plantations. They started out as Pinkertons. They became the cops. The creation of the police forces throughout the United States are definitely foundationally created because of slavery. And you sign up for that shit. And listen, it's not like the military. Military, I don't know a single fucking person who's ever signed up for the military because they were patriot. Only people I know who ever signed up for the military were poor fucking brown kids and some and some poor fucking white kids who needed a shot, who needed something, a steady paycheck, Mm -hmm. a way to get out. So that's a little bit different to me signing up for the military than signing up to be a cop. You are signing and same with firefighters. You are signing up knowing that your job on the day-to-day is life-risking. So I am not unsympathetic to the fear that firefighters and police officers may have in their line of duty, but I don't care that they feel threatened when they are in their job. And the reason why I don't care is because they knew it when they went in, whereas a black person does not know the day that they're born that they're going to walk around being in danger every day of their lives. Wait, you you mean that we didn't choose to be colored? I mean, according to that, whatever the fuck she is, (laughs) beauty queen or something, evidently we choose to be colored. Um, Also colored like, bitch. Um, Right. Like, I will say, I will use the term colored in certain moments because of context and shit like that. But just to throw it out in 2020, like, goodness gracious. Again, not trying to say that if someone identifies that way, that it's wrong. If that word right. is your word with power, but that, don't, that don't is Don't identify word. me that way. Don't tell Right? You know, like, oh, okay. So I can't. Already there. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> a cop is not a blue life. That is a person who right. puts on a fucking uniform. And you know what? He can also take off that motherfucking uniform and walk yeah. around the world. But a black That's, person cannot take off their skin and walk around the world without also always being in threat. That's why Brad Pitt cut swastikas into the Nazis' foreheads Nazis. because they could take off their uniforms. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that I mean, in that there's a there's a clip on on ESPN where. Uh, the white anchor was uh, he's with a mixed um, anchor the woman that was on there and he's like you know I I wanted to talk about this and he said you know when I was growing up I always you know I have a different respect for policemen because my dad was a policeman and um, you know the, the fear that we always had is that okay when my dad left we never knew if he was going to come back 
Mm-hmm. Right. So there's that fear of, you know, him leaving and, you know, something happened and he doesn't ever come back. And he said, um, but you know, so he said that and he was talking, they were talking and then she said, but see, your dad got to turn that off on the weekends, mm-hmm. right? On the weekend when he took his, his uniform off and he was there and he went to the store and mm-hmm. you guys had had fun on the weekends and shit, he got to turn that off. You got to feel a little relief mm-hmm. and not thinking that, okay, well, my dad's in the backyard, so what it is, right? My dad's sleeping. My dad is driving in a car and he has a fucking gun permit. My dad is, you know, going to go to the bodega and get something with a $20 bill or my dad is, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter because, you know, you know, your dad's going to come home. You can turn that off. But black people, we are always on. So there is no time where we can say, you know, (sighs) there is no time where we can just exhale. Yeah. Right. And even to be fair, even in a fully black space, that fear doesn't fully relieve because we're wondering around what's happening on the outside mm-hmm. as we walk out of these doors. Like we may feel like there was nothing more relaxing than going to back when Smart Funny of Black before it got real big and it was still at the back of, uh, of the meltdown. And, you know, there's like a. 80 to 100 black folks there and we just got to be black and sing Tevin Campbell whenever someone said can we talk or you know like like (laughs) the whole time you were there there was just like even though we're yelling and hollering and screaming and singing it was so relaxing because in that space we were just ourselves and we didn't have to worry even though there were always sprinkled white folks around sometimes we would choose to sit up front like all right nigga Um, (laughs) even though that was happening it was a place where you could just be black and be comfortable and just love what was happening. But then we're walking outside. We still got to walk outside in Hollywood, you know, onto Sunset Boulevard and see what white happened. You know, like mm-hmm. it was always there. It's always at the end of the night. It's always at the end of the event. So even if you're in an entirely black space, that fear still sticks around because it's realistic because that's what we have. Like, that is just the case. So um, I'm tired of having to explain that to, uh-huh. to non-black folks. I'm tired of having to explain it to... I don't mean to say this the insensitive way it's going to come out, but I can't think <laughs> of a more sensitive way to say it. I'm tired right. of explaining it to biracial folks that were raised with, within whiteness. Uh-huh because they didn't have access like they because you know because they didn't see it because they really didn't even know when it was happening to them in some cases or maybe when it was happening to them they were viewing it as something different because they didn't have that black voice in their head or that you know black family member or someone that was like when this happens this is what's happening you know what i'm saying like um i mean you and i had our black parent around right. and even though you and I both struggle with our with our fathers <laughs> um, we knew we got the talk you know we knew what was gonna what could potentially happen to us when we were out there in the world um, for those that were raised without their black parent those are the ones that I feel are the ones coming out right now to like separate themselves from blackness and it's it's causing 
it's causing me like personal grief just because like I'm proud of my mixedness, but like I will never not be black when the when when the black call comes. comes down, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I'm always yeah. black. I don't care. Like I'm it's I'm always black. Um, and honestly, like I figured out earlier this year, I think I don't know if I, I think you and I did talk about it, but like in a heat of a moment, I answered a question that I did not realize I was going to answer the way I answered, which was this is the matrix and you got the black pill or you got the mixed pill. What pill you taking? And I was like, oh, I grabbed the black pill. And then I was like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm militantly mixed. I'm mixed girl made. I am public. I have a public persona of being a mixed person. And in a heartbeat, my knee jerk reaction was I would take the black pill. So not only am I hierarchically black, I would kind of sacrifice everything right. to to for my outside to reflect my inside. You know, and that's not appropriation or anything like that. That's me growing up in a black neighborhood looking like I look, being Charmaine Latrice Franklin. Right. And looking the way that I look. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that, the, the blackness is never not a part of who I am. The blackness is never not who I am. I just have a different exterior. Like, that's the only thing um, that's, that is separating me if I'm separated at all. Right. And so to see other mixed people like that, I think I take it personal or, or I'm, I am I feel sadness about it because I'm just like, I don't, is it that, like, is it that I think I don't, they don't see the joy of what it is to be black despite all this stuff that we go through? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm just fucked up about it right now. Like, I'm so fucked up about it. And then on top of it, I got these women of white at work challenging me with their ally voices and I'm just so fucked up about it like so yesterday you heard about this but yesterday I I finally got I, I had ordered back when I started the mass project I ordered all of these um, Japanese prints and African prints and Native American prints and stuff like that and then comic book shit right and I was making but the African stuff just got here because um, they had um, back ordered Mm-hmm. And so I had to go right. to another vendor and stuff like that. So I finally got the this, this stuff and I, I made a couple of masks. And the one that I was wearing yesterday or the, yeah, yesterday was this brown, orange, and yellow, now brown, like dark fucking brown, black, orange, and yellow mask. And um, it's a Ghana pa- uh, pattern. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And I had also had McDonald's for breakfast and I had the bag sitting on the table. <laughs> <laughs> and this woman of white who challenged me on a daily, daily basis says that she was really impressed with my color coordinating of my mask and my McDonald's bag. And this was after I told her because she asked me, it was after I told her, Oh, these are my African print fabrics. I just got them. Her response to that was how impressed she was in my color coordination with my dark brown, black, and yellow and orange African face mask and the light paper bag brown color with yellow arches McDonald's bag. Wow. And I shut right the fuck down because I, I challenge this one on a regular basis and that one I just did not have the charge in my battery <laughs> to say any fucking thing to that. I was just like, nope, not today. And I turned away from her and I started typing and she kept talking and I stopped saying words. I just started making sounds. And then she figured out that something went wrong there. I know she doesn't know what she did. 
I 100% know she doesn't realize she doesn't why realize that's a problem. that was the reason. Yeah. yeah. And then today she tried it again and she was tiptoeing around me because she could tell I was already like not vibing without like I said, hi. Well, she goes, she goes, good morning. I said, hi. You know, like so she already knew uh-huh. there's space between us. And she said we were twinsies today because she was wearing black and white paisley and I was wearing black and white stripes. So evidently colors uh-huh. are enough to be twinsies. Mm. And I was like, mm, you know, Mm-mm. and then she told me that my Spider-Man mask was gorgeous. And it's like, it's Spider-Man, though. Like, it's it's cool. But calm down. You know what gorgeous. I'm saying? Like, just calm down. You know, I, she maybe she knows she fucked up. But she, I don't know that she knows exactly why. That's the she, thing. Like, she fucked up, but yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah, in the ballpark, right. maybe. But she does. She's like, did I was it something about it? Basically, I'm sure she's going. Was it something I said? And not being like, I hear the words African and my immediate reaction is you're matching your paper bag with yellow arches on it. So is that is that like, I don't know, is it like the, you know, like the the white guy, remember on um, Saturday Night Live when he would be like, make it copies, you know, he would just kind of like just say, you know, <laughs> it's the Stagmeister, what's up, Todd, she, you know. She can't help but talk, like, she's just one of yeah, those people, she can't help but talk, so and, she's like, um, oh, like, she's the one heck. who told me that because her grandchild was um, Native American, and she didn't know what kind of Native American, and she didn't know how much, but she just hoped that it was enough for her grandchild to be, uh, to get a college scholarship. And then I immediately said, yeah, that's the problem. A lot of white people who claim, uh, a mix to a heritage that they're not in a culture they're not raised in, keep taking the, co- the scholarships away from people on the res who could actually benefit from them. And she was just like, and I made another white woman uncomfortable while I was saying that to her, like that white woman was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go now. And peace. <laughs> you know, she just broke the fuck out and that ended the conversation. And it was like, so it's not like I don't challenge her. I challenge yeah. her, but I didn't have it in me to chat like not not during these protests not during um our and you got that for your sanity in a sense that you want a job that's the other part too is I'm, I'm still a fucking temp at this place you know like i've been a temp at this place for eight months and part of the reason why i'm still a temp is because of covid because potentially students might not be coming back you know like or or maybe they don't want me but they just they think i'm good enough for now i don't fucking know like i just know that like i've been there for eight months and i ain't got that job yet and so uh, and i'm hr so it's also not like i can just go off on on people or whatever that's not really my bag at work anyway (laughs) um but like cultural competency bro like seriously how have you not figured this shit out yet um you know, it's 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 the it's the kind of coworker that'll say like, you know, I had a doctor forever and I really love that doctor, but then they retired and and so I had to start going to this Indian lady, but she was really nice. Okay, what was the race of the doctor you had before? <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like they they do it. It's so instinctual for them to do it that if you do challenge, if you do turn around and say, okay, well, what was the race of the doctor you had before? Um, are Indians not known for being sweet? What was the butt? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, th- yeah, these yeah. are things that, like, it's it, as much as it fucking sucks and I'm tired of doing it. Like, it's, there are times when it feels like an obligation because you know that if you don't stop them, it's like, it's like Caesar with the dogs, right? <laughs> like Caesar right. Milan. <laughs> Like, if you don't do, if you don't, like, stab them in the neck with your fingers right after they do some racist shit, when are they going to learn? 
And at the same time, it's not my job and I don't get paid Uh, for it. And if uh, I could just turn around, like if this was a thing where you could just turn around and be like, uh, you were racist, give me five dollars. Like if I could just collect five dollars for every time I got to correct a white person while whiting. We have to while whiting white person while whiting. If we we need to put that in, like we need to get into some legislature where that's how we get our reparations. You know what I'm saying? Like you say a racist shit on the scale of your racistnessosity. You got to get it's like the douchebag jar on the new girl. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's like this was a five dollar uh, offense. Uh, this was a twenty dollar offense. This was a thousand dollar offense. I need you right now for what you just said to cut a million dollar check to Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> or to Know Your Rights Camp or whatever. Like, uh, I'm just, uh, you know. So there's that. Like all that shit is happening, and I get it. Like. You and I are light, <laughs> but we could be angry. Like we're part of this. We're part of this thing too. And you and I deal with different sides of the thing too. Like you said earlier, you're a big dude. You are going to be first person. They look like we got to get that person out of right. out of commission because that person that size could cause us a problem. And then you got someone like me. Like I got no. I got no physical fight in me, but I got a mouth. Like, right. and I don't want my mouth to get other people harmed. You know, like I'm a challenger. I'm comfort. I'm, I'm not angrily confrontational, but I am, I'm a person that doesn't back down from an uncomfortable conversation unless my batteries are all the way empty. And a bitch says to me that my African mask looks like a paper bag. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I will voice it. I, you know, that is my thing. So you got to turn off my mic and you got to take out you like physically, like we're on different sides of the things that not that you're not a voice either or whatever, but like, just if someone's looking at us right away, that's the first thing that they're, they're going to get from us. And and that's how we get silenced. Um, and I'm just fucking sick of it. Like when, whenever, I mean, look at how bad this situation is. We have been in quarantine, or most people have been in quarantine for three fucking months. Right. And they couldn't take it because they couldn't get their nails done and they couldn't get their haircuts. And so they opened everything back up, despite the fact that it was going to continue to harm mostly black folks, but then continuing down the spectrum black down to brown down to yellow down to white like it was gonna keep causing these problems um but we were cool with it because the comedy the comedy was more important Mm -hmm. and then racism got so fucking bad even though it's been like this but just too many things and too close to succession it got so fucking bad that not only are we disproportionately impacted by systemic racism and police brutality and we are also disproportionately affected by this virus and a terrible healthcare system because of systemic racism but we are going to brave the outdoors and the virus to fight against this because we have to gum up the money so bad they're forced to make a change because that is the only 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 way change happens it's not because people get a conscience all of a sudden it's not because they oh yeah you actually made a really good point it's because traffic stalled people couldn't get to work 
dollars uh-huh. couldn't be collected. That is a hundred percent it. And the protesters and the rioters are different people. The protesters are the people who are talking about systemic racism. The rioters are the plain clothes white cops and and white whatever the fuck kids. I don't know what they're doing uh-huh. out there that are uh-huh. busting up windows and starting shit that are leading to other people jumping in and participating. Right. But we right. got this shit on video. And you know what? A mysterious cop car also caught on fire in my neck of the woods in 1992 when there was was no uh, cops around. Like, how the fuck did this cop car not only make it here, but get caught on fire without a cop in sight? Those Mm -hmm. those are fucking bait cars. Right, right. And that's that's what those, a lot of shit is, a lot of shit is like this, bro. You know, you have that one, because you know it's, it's, I always say the leader is the the second person. Because the first person can be weird and crazy, but that person that follows is the person that's saying, "Okay, that person, that person did it. I'm going to do it." And that next person's like, "Well, shit! If we're all doing, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. If we're all doing it, then it, 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 you know." So they be having that one person just fuck up some shit, and then all of a sudden the other niggas are like. Why the well, fuck it worked for him. You know I mean, it's kind of like when high school, when when someone would get into a fight, like you get a couple people in a fight, and then it's just like, well. I guess we could all fight. Like, you know, you just, people get amped up by what's happening out in the world. It's it's the same like when a school dance and nobody wants to dance and then somebody gets up and dance and then everybody jumps up and dance. Like, it's human nature to join the crowd. We, we are just that way. So all you have to do is light the match. The rest will follow. Like the rest will fucking follow. And, um, you know, I, you know, I did have a, a, woman of white co-worker mentioned the thugs and then when she saw my face she she was like well you know i mean the peaceful protesters are going home on time but it's the thugs i, I assume the thugs and i'm like like i'm like yeah the cops are out there starting shit like you know right, right. making sure that i continue like i continue to say that when you say thugs i think of cops see here's here's how i think about that is that we have like i'm okay like obviously there there was a video of some niggas that was really stopped a fucking train and was taking shit off of a train. <laughs> now that's some outlandish shit. That's some way the fuck out in the fucking train. Like really Hey, if you can rob a train, then you, train, you deserve cool. that shit. You get, get all them TVs, right? But so I'm like, what the fuck? That part, okay. Now a small business, you just breaking windows. Like when they had those people just walking by with hammers, just breaking. Yeah. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Also, right? we don't do that. We have we never shit. in How any of our riots walked around with hammers busting up windows like that. We will throw shit that are close by into a window. Sure. But we don't strategically walk around with hammers and crowbars popping windows. But why you think they put the motherfucking um, bricks out there, though? Yeah, those are bait bricks than a motherfucker. It like if it. Oh my gosh, can you can you imagine that somebody somewhere is having a meeting saying, "Let's just drop off some fucking bricks in a neighborhood, and see what happens." Because you know that's fucking happening. Because it's happening in cities all over the fucking place, and I keep seeing all over Twitter and Instagram this weird. Uh, thing of bricks just showed up in this area and they took it as someone was like 
here y'all have fun go wild and my immediate reaction because i grew up in long beach in a fucking hood where bait cars used to be left over all over the place that's a fucking trap it's a fucking trap and so a lot of people who were also hood folks were like nah use those bricks to build a barrier to slow down the cops right (laughs) as they they come to hong kong right but do not use it yeah that shit like i saw those bricks start popping up and i was like okay that's scary because that is someone who who is intentionally trying to escalate it and then you know there's that that uh nypd um recording of the cops saying there's people that are armed over here and we're pinned down and they're just like run them over run those motherfuckers over like when how is it that we are not surprised like we are so used to this shit like even even those of us who like grew up half the time or sometime in the suburbs like you still see this shit all the fucking time how are we the only people that aren't surprised by it like Really, 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 truly. Why do they never see it? Why do they not see it? Why don't? Why don't they hear us? Why don't they know? Like we're fu- Listen. I love. I love that one where it was the picture of Cap, and it was if I tried to tell y'all <laughs> was a person was a person. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta tell me that kneeling was a terrible protest. Yeah. Like I, I bet you I- wish we were kneeling right now, don't you? They got John. They got um uh, Drew Brees on that shit today. He was like. I don't want disrespect. Fucking also, that shit, do you think there were no black grandfathers? Like, were yeah. there no black grandfathers fighting in the wars? My grandfather was in the Korean War. My black grandfather. Yeah. So, like, like, what the fuck? Also, Vietnam, motherfucker, pay attention. That was mostly brown folks that were over there. Mostly, mostly. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I just can't. I, I wanted to. <laughs> I know. I feel you, girl. I wanted to bring up uh, one blurdy thing about this and wanted to see how you thought about this. Okay. You know how, like, every every company's coming out, you know, with, you know, their own little, you know. Now, now they're with us and, with us. and shit. Did you, did you see Ben and Jerry's? Ben and Jerry's. I fucks with, fucks with Ben and Jerry's, bro. the fuck off. And, like, listen, they are consi- – I only share two corporate messages – Retweeted, mm-hmm. one of them was Sesame Street because mm-hmm. you know they are about that diversity life. Yes, and yep. the other one was Ben and Jerry's because those motherfuckers are consistent. A Consi- all the way. But the the one that I was talking about is that you saw John Boyega mm-hmm. was out uh, and he did like a speech and he was out there with his you know with his shit on and stuff, and then Lucasfilm sent something out I, don't, I mean I don't know I think it's you know separate from Disney but which is still Lucasfilm is Disney it is mm-hmm. what it is but they sent out because Disney actually has a commercial that the girls were like dad they played this commercial for like eight minutes I think they put even Nickelodeon oh Nick Nick kids yeah they for they 846 did they mm-hmm. went for 846 uh but Disney had a cha- had a commercial that was about standing up for black people and, all, and mixing all this stuff um that they kept playing over and over and over. And the girls were like, dad, they keep playing the same commercial. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so, but you know, they were just, they brought that up to me, but Lucasfilm came out and was like, Lucasfilm stands with John Boyega and it's message that now is the time. Black lives have always mattered, always been important, always meant something. The evil that is racism must stop. We will commit to being part of the change that is long overdue in the world. John Boyega, you are our hero. Now, I was like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you you should 
you know what I mean? Because they're they you know you would think Lucasfilm gets it. They have a fucking film about the resistance. The fuck, you know what I mean? What mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But somebody right underneath there brought me right back, and they were like, "You didn't stand with that nigga that when they took that at, uh, took him off of the fucking Chinese poster." Mm-hmm. Also. As much as I would love to think that him having a black li- a black wife would open shit up for him a little bit, uh-huh. all he did was make red tails. Um, after uh, up until then, only one black person could be in his movies at a time. They finally figured out how to get black people into more than one black person into a movie at the same time. In the last film of the last trilogy, they figured that out. Uh, they finally figured it out. Like evidently, like the screen doesn't melt when you have two black faces on the screen at the same time. It's amazing. Um, but listen, John Boyega, when Force Awakens trailer dropped. And that nigga lit that lightsaber. At home, we collectively screamed Mm -hmm. Black Jedi. We were so fucking excited that we were going to get a Black Jedi. I even, like a dick, tweeted Black Jedi lives matter. I was so fucking stupidly excited (laughs) in 2015 that I was hyped we finally got a, I mean obviously my dad was a black Jedi in the past but like a modern <laughs> like you know what I'm saying like I, we were excited we were finally gonna get more than one black Jedi and then we watched this motherfucking movie and he is not force sensitive and don't he even try to tell me to. that they planned for him to be force sensitive later and that we should have known he was force sensitive the whole time every inch of that movie I have clumped over and he was not force sensitive in that movie and then they heard our complaints and we still get through instead of addressing the complaints in the second movie they take him out of most of the flick and then they get a non-consensual kiss thrown at him and his character Uh makes no sense and then in the third movie they're like oh yeah he's force sensitive he's basically the reflection of Leia in the uh, the trilogy blah 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 bullshit Uh so they did him wrong the entire series, as far as I'm concerned. Like, uh, I'm glad that he's that he was in it, and I I loved him and attacked the block before I ever saw Force Awakens and shit like right. that. Like, right. I'm here for John Boyega. I am here for that man. But for them not to stand up for him until right. he started until going now. off online, and until people started saying like. I have a son who watches Star Wars and has a Finn figure and you shouldn't be cussing. Fuck you. You don't know what right. my life is. And also, it's not my job. You made me into a, a role model. That's on you. This is my personal space. This is my personal voice. And I'm going to use my personal voice. But uh-huh. him continuing and consistently coming out in, so, in support of black Americans, knowing that they are experiencing similar things in, in England as well. Like, make right. no mistake. But that he is as angry for what's happening for black Americans as he is for what's happening for black Brits. Like, I don't want anybody criticizing this man. <laughs> sure. I don't want anybody taking anything away from him. When he said, uh, I'm probably going to lose my fucking career, but fuck this shit. And other people started being like, hire him, please. <laughs> Start putting uh-huh. him in all your movies. Uh-huh. That's the reaction that I want to this type of thing. And I... I I feel like that is some milk toast bullshit coming from Lu- Lucas Films, right? Because there's so many ways that they fucked. I mean, you could watch Red Tails. You know he don't know shit. So, <laughs> right. like, I, I want, like, I appreciate this universe that he started and gave to us, and and that I have been geeked out for for years. You know, obviously my cats are all fucking named after Star Wars characters and shit. 
I still love this universe. I do. But it is a problematic space that didn't have room for us until the ninth film. So right. don't come at me with how you're always in support and and this and that and he's a real hero and bullshit because you had so many opportunities. You did? So many opportunities. Yeah. So, I don't know. <sighs> also, I am surprised, though, like Star Wars slash Disney put out a statement also saying that um, that they stand behind him and, and and that he's a hero and things like that as well. And it's like, all right, good. That's actually kind of a surprise, especially from Disney, because they're always worried about their money and stuff like that, and they don't like cussing. Um, but again, words, fine. Where's that money going? Right. That's what... um. John Brennan said, or is his name not John? Uh, what's his name? Brennan, the one that's with um, uh, Dave Chappelle. What's his name? Oh, his last name is Brennan. Neil. Neil Brennan. Yes. Um, when he said, he's like, okay, say whatever the fuck you want to say. I get it. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta come out and say that shit. Hire black. Yeah. You feel me? Hire black. Put them in your if you're gonna have say that shit. Put black people in your writers room. Yeah. Put black people in your uh, you know everywhere. Don't just say the shit and that you stand with them. And then when you when you know when it's when all shit done, comes down, yeah, it just goes right back to the same old shit. Because guess so, what, y'all? We can a hundred percent tell when you've written a character for a black person. <laughs> right. Even if it's a black person acting in that role, we can tell it was written by a white person. It is not confusing to us at all that you guys don't understand and 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 hire us because we'll fucking come there and make sure that your shit is real mm-hmm. like niggas don't say stupid shit like i i that's the one thing i always hate is when they'll make a nigga say some shit when you're just like you look at it you look around like other black people like, who the fuck wrote that like i'm not saying we don't say oh hell no nah, or damn <laughs> but it oh, only hell. usually happens once a conversation Yes. Yes. Oh hell no. Nah. Some some. Oh hell no. Nah. And that's not that's not my that's not my fucking catchphrase. <laughs> I always want to make a nigga have a catchphrase like that's some shit that that nigga says, you know what I mean? <laughs> like what you talk about Willis. You know what I mean? You know, you know, so uh, Yeah. So like I I'm taking note of everybody, <laughs> every organization, every person that says something or whatever, and then I'm paying attention to whether or not it continues. I have had a bunch of people of white that are friends of mine or people in my life that have emailed me or messaged me over the last couple of weeks to check in on me and things like that. And I have appreciated those things, but I have responded back with uh, what Thank you for checking on me. What I need you to do is post about this. Talk to your white friends and family about this. Challenge their thoughts because that's the only way that you're going to start changing because it's going to make more sense to them coming from your face than it is coming from our faces. And I don't know why, even though we're the subject matter experts. Um, I want to see you post about it. I want to see you talk about it. Until then, you don't have to check on me. I'm going to be fine. You know, like, I, and it's not because I'm ungrateful or anything like that. It's just because... Um, and I, I did a post about this on my personal pages too. I'm not the most important black person that any of these white people know. You know, like I'm not the center and the focus of this thing. I'm just the black person that they know. And in their cases, I'm just the mixed black person that they know, the not enough black person that they know, right? In their view, I think. So thanks for checking on me. Appreciate it. 
what I need you to do is check on your own folks. Like what I need you to do is work in your own communities. Um, I even got a couple of friends that sent me money because they feel bad about what's going on. And they're just like, you know, I hear you talking. I see you. Um, I support you. And they sent me money. Great. I appreciate it. And honestly, like, could I use the money? Sure. But I can't use that money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so well, that money you, that is going directly to something else. And then I'm writing them right. back and saying, I appreciate that you thought of me that way and you're sending me that money, but that money actually went to such and such a thing. If you don't mind, if you, if you have anything else, could you give to that same organization? You know, like this is not the time for me to be the focus of any of the people of white in my life. Uh-huh. I appreciate, I do. I do. I do. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I, but I, don't I appreciate it. the effort people are doing, but it can't just, it can't just be right now. Yeah. The change, change is not, and, and, and we can't, it's like this. We can't make America the, the abusive boyfriend yeah. that, that, that everybody has, right? right? Where they, you know, they beat you up and then they fucking do this grand gesture mm-hmm. where they buy you flowers and they fucking make this big thing in front of your friends to make sure that, hey, you know, I fucked up. I'm sorry. This and that. And then six months later, the same shit happens. Yeah. So we have to be, a, we have to make the fucking move because I've seen James Baldwin uh, um, uh, quotes. I've seen, you know, these dudes in, in 68, 63 saying all these things like they can no longer turn their back on this now. They have to, you know, they have to make the change because of what they see on this. They mm-hmm. see this and they have to. And it's like, God damn, it's 2020 and they yeah. haven't made the fucking change. Yeah. So that, you know, that quote where he says, where, he, where, where James Baldwin talks about. What is it you wanted me to reconcile myself to? I was born here almost 60 years ago. I'm not going to live another 60 years. You always told me it takes time. It's taken my father's time, my mother's time, my uncle's time, my brother's and my sister's time, my nieces and my nephew's time. How much time do you want for your progress? You know, how much time do you need for your so-called progress? Right. Like, we need to change that shit. And it starts at the fucking top. It starts at the top. Get your fucking ballot in. Let's fucking vote these motherfuckers out and for real do some fucking change. For and real. after you vote the people out, continue to lobby the people that oh, you voted that's in. It. Yep. That's exactly it. You Remind cannot them. You cannot sit back and be like, well, I voted them in and they won. So, yeah. OK. Also, no, like we push what I ass. really don't want to hear after the actual protests do kind of come to an end, the physical protests that are happening right now. What I don't want to hear is anything about now that life's back to normal or, you know, really glad we got through that. You know, any of those things that are just like, glad that's behind us. Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh. Consider this. Consider this always in action, like whether or not we are actually lining up the streets or we're continuing to talk through Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of shit. It does not matter. The physical protests mm. don't stop when they leave is leave the streets. Like it now, has to keep going. And with because you're an HR person, what what say you on now checking motherfuckers in 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 work 
places. So, I know you're supposed to be like, oh, they said something, and then you go to the fucking HR, and then they, you know, and they talk, and they yeah. bring them in, and is this what happened, or can you check somebody and then go to HR? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, the HR manager is going to say that you know, in terms of liability and all that kind of bullshit, that you know, there are steps to to make, um, like. And and for my fellow HR managers that are out there, um, I'm I'm tasking y'all to contact your your companies about releasing cultural competency and racial bias courses. I know we have rules now that says that every year we have to do at least one sexual harassment um, training, but we also need to implement cultural competency and racial bias. So number yeah. one, right now, tomorrow, when you go to work, contact your the powers that be and say we need to release the cultural competency and racial bias class with whether you have a system for it or you need to organize it whatever the fuck reach out to me if you don't know how to get there i'll figure it out for it i I got you like that's number one remind people that something is happening systemically and unconsciously that they need to be working on and you have to make them uncomfortable in these type of space like not not as a um individual employee to individual employee but like when you do these cultural competency things you make everybody uncomfortable as fuck because right. that discomfort is going to be the thing that actually kind of sticks in and affects change yes for Bring some really bad yeah. for some people so that's that's a once that's a one place starter in terms of like the the interpersonal connections and stuff like that i think step one if someone does challenge you kind of like with my women of white at work uh where like with the the native american i don't know what kind of native american is i hope she can get a scholarship oh yeah that's the problem a lot of native american actual native american people are experiencing you know that was a moment that i challenged her in the moment and not only did i just say it i said it as if we were on the same page the same way they talk to us about us like we're on the same right. page or in terms of right. like political di- disparity and stuff like that where they kind of talk to you like you know like this is ridiculous right i i did that to her too i act i actively used that tactic because it was the caesar milan neck thing it was mm. uh-huh. Uh-huh. so if you if you're in the right frame of mind where you can do that kind of stuff then i do recommend that you when you when you turn it back to them Turn it back to them as if you were on the same. They are on the same page with you, not you on the same page of them. That way, it's confusing and weird. It's the discomfort that makes people think. I think. And so, you know, you come at them with that kind of thing, and hopefully, that gets the wheels turning. Or you can approach it with what you said. You may not be aware of it. I hope that you're not aware of it. But what you said. was racist and let me explain to you why and then you can go into why and then say that if you're uncomfortable with hearing this i appreciate that and if you want to do this in front of hr i appreciate that as well um but i I think you need to listen to me and let's talk about it we can have an open conversation if you're willing to do the work you know we can have an open conversation about it but just understand that your experience and my experience is different and based off of whatever the circumstances of what they said fill in that like how that thing that they said applies to how it is for you if you can 
Now, yeah. that's risky because people will feel challenged. And just like um, that uh, Amy Cooper or whatever the fuck who's like, oh, my gosh, someone told me to follow the rules. So I'm going to say that he's threatening me to the cops. That kind of still thinks it happened. My recommendation is you never have a conversation like this when you don't have another person in the space. But you got to be careful about who that person is. Um, I am the kind of HR person that is... Uh, I'm there to protect the company, of course, that is the nature of the position, but I am there to protect the employees first because I am also an employee and I understand how companies can walk over you. So if you come to me in that kind of circumstances, you're going to get someone who can moderate through that kind of murkiness. Right. I have been in a lot of places where HR does not have our backs, you know, who is more toe in a company line or is, is racist. In those cases, you're kind of fucked. And so you need to document every single thing. Like, in all right, cases, document, right. document, document. Every time you have a conversation, when you go back to your desk, write a per our conversation and re-detail what you just went through and explain mm-hmm. next steps and all that kind of shit. And then blind copy your own personal email so that when, if and when you get fired, you got a record of the shit yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that happened or whatever. <laughs> so, like, there are things to do, and a lot of them are uncomfortable, and some of them are things that probably will get us fired, but there are also things that if we're documenting well, then we may have a case for unlawful termination and things like that. Um, nice. But it's tough. Like, these things are tough, and they're hard, and if you need to talk to someone in HR before you go to your HR, you can uh, email us at podcast at boardcomics.com. Um, you know, because I've been through this shit. I've been through all sides of this shit. Um, and, and so like, I'm, I'm here for that. Also, I encourage brown people to get into HR <laughs> because yes, there is nothing right. scarier than a black HR manager to a white company. I'm going to tell you what it's, they need it though. They need mm-hmm. it. So I don't know if that really, really answers the question, but I would say like, I think it does, you know, I mean, a soft I, challenge because you are at work and you do got to protect your, you know, your paycheck I and have, shit like that. <clears throat> I do need to learn to boomerang it back on them and, and keep it at that same level because I'll be like, the fuck? Yeah. Like, like, wait, what? And I, even if I do say like, wait, what? Yeah. I, cause I'm just like, did, wait a second. And it, and it, and then it gets on me. Like, yeah. Did I give them a feeling like they could say shit like this to me or they're just born with that kind of confidence. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So just be like, Oh, well, yeah. Because blah, blah, blah. You turn... And if you'd like to talk to me... <laughs> you turn the weapons that they... You, you use the same weapons against them. What is more offensive than someone taking your gun and shooting you with it? <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, use the tool, like, give them what they give you, and it actually does fuck people up. Like, they don't know how to deal when that kind of stuff happens. And it's hard to do. And and by no means am I saying be a respectable Negro. Like, fucking no. That shit is done. But what I'm also saying is a bitch got to eat. So, like, I get it. Like, I understand that there are times when you just can't say what you need to say in your heart. But there is another version of what you need to say that could be said in that moment that keeps your paycheck happening mm-hmm. but starts the groundwork because the thing yeah. is we already know one conversation is not going to do it we already know that we already know that yeah so if we're going yep. in hot you already know nothing's going to get that if anything that's just going <sighs> to fuck things up for uh-huh. you more so again i'm not saying respectable negro but what i am saying is that there are ways and tactics and it's their tactics that you can use to go back at them 
Uh-huh. Come at them at the same level that they're coming at you so that you can get your point across and also protect yourself, like your emotional self. Right. Like, because that also, shit fucks you up. Right. And then also, if they do say something, if they go, if they themselves mm-hmm. go and do something, say something like, well, this was what he said to me. And be like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, don't I just, wait till know, the next day the- for the, as our, per our conversation, you go yeah. straight to your desk. Or mm-hmm. to your phone or wherever the fuck. And that immediate second, you start writing that per our conversation summary email, yep. send it to your boss or copy blind copy, whatever the fuck you need to do. What you got to do. And don't yeah. view it as snitching because, listen, like some snitching needs to happen. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I, I don't give a fuck. They fucking, you know what I mean? If you are not less a- of a man or less of a pro, or you don't have, you know, it's not a shame thing. There is some snitching that if snitching had been happening, these people wouldn't have risen as high as they got to in the first place. So, like, right. per our conversation emails, document every fucking thing that happens. And even, like, as much as it sucks, keep a fucking um, journal of any time you have these weird conversations with your employee, with your uh, your coworkers and shit like that. Because that stuff starts stacking up and you're going to forget when the time comes if you do end up having to be involved in like a an unlawful termination suit or something like that um because now they collect everything they collect tech mess text messages any allusion to you mentioning it to someone you know jane said blah 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 and you talk to hr but then hr didn't do nothing document that shit like you know if the worst part is when your boss the owner is the one that is the biggest problem because you can't do shit about that um right. until a lawsuit comes in like that's when it comes into play document 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 every single thing even if you think it's benign if it if it stopped you write it down right date time who what where when why how per our conversations recapping our conversation thank you for that conversation we had today Mm -hmm. just want to reiterate blah 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 again it is a sarcastic (laughs) thank you it is not a respectable negro Um, (laughs) thank you it is uh, but it's the kind of things that they do it's you know use your i want to speak to your manager voice when um turn the karen on them yeah go karen on them Hey, you That's know, it. you know what this, and then we can end it on this. But do you know what they call a group of Karens? Oh, I saw this. What is? I forgot already, though. No, oh, well, I, I don't know if it's the same as yours because I was just thinking, like, you know how they call a murder of crows or mm-hmm. a flock of seagulls? <laughs> they call them a complaint of Karens. That's hilarious. So, so there, there was one go. I saw that laid me the fuck out, and I don't remember now that you're saying it. It I was just, using uh, the word Karen in a word. Ah, that would be amazing. I I know I say I know I shared it on Facebook or or commented it somewhere, so I had to dig for it because it's probably like two or three weeks ago. Um, it was in response to that Karen. The the K word is the new N word. Um, oh, I, so listen, fucking, you can wow. say Karen <laughs> and right. not get punched out, but go ahead and try to say the real N word. That's the thing. And come back and tell me the K word and N word are the same thing. I, who was it that said that one time? He was like, when you say this word is all, is the same level as the N-word, you said John one Oliver? of those words. <laughs> you said one of those words. You, said you cannot. Yeah. So it, it can't John be on Oliver. the same level if you. <laughs> so. If you if you can say Karen is a racial slur, just yeah. like the N-word and not note that you said the N-word instead of actually using the word. And if you say K-word, I will 
fucking throat punch you too. So. Also, even saying the N word bothers me too, to be fair, because there is a difference between use and mention. It's just that I do probably want to punch you if you use mm-hmm. if you mention it <laughs> and you're that's not. The, like, you that's know the what one joke. That's the one joke I liked of uh, of Louis C.K. when he said. I hate when people say the N word because now you're making me say it. Yeah. Like you're making me say it. That's a good point. Did she wait? I have. What the fuck? That's why I'm so mad at that motherfucker for being the sleaze that he turns out to be because there are so many quotables that we have been pocketing and reusing for fucking years that are now tainted by that bullshit that he, that he did. And And then his subsequent like flip on everybody where now he has become the problem type of thing well i mean obviously he was the problem when he was doing that mish two shit but mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like now he's like oh everybody's so sensitive can't take a joke like that bullshit stuff like fuck you dude right. I'm so <laughs> mad at him i'm so mad at him for doing that right. shit because i can't enjoy him anymore like you know mm-hmm. it's stupid um that's some bullshit but whatever all right oh i guess yeah. before we wrap up i do want to say through militantly mix i am doing um a uh fundraiser for the bail project because we want to be able to try to support our brothers and sisters that are getting locked up we don't want them to be stuck in jail for a long period of time just because they can't afford bail and since what they are fighting for is partly involves this bail issue um, that's why I chose the bail project to partner with for Militantly Mix I'll put a link in the show notes for it it's also being tweeted on the Blurred Comics tweet and it's on the Militantly Mix pages and everything like that but you can go to the Bell Project and, and the Militantly Mixed uh, fundraiser. We're, we're trying to start with $1,000 and, and work our way from there. Um, so if you if you have it and you can, please go on over to the show notes and contribute to yeah. the Bell Project. Do that. Other than that, I guess stay safe, wash your yeah. hands, wear a mask. If you're out there in the world, bring some hand sanitizer. And what is it? Uh, uh, is it baking soda and um, milk of magnesia? I think or something that you do. You remember for uh, for um, the tear gas? Yeah, they say milk. They say milk, right? Milk, yeah, milk. Um, milk is supposed to be one of them. But milk like, magnesia, I would think, because it has um, it has that, that stuff. It that that was like gritty stuff inside of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, look after each other. Look after yourselves. Take a fucking break if you need to take a fucking mm-hmm. break. And if you are not a front liner. But there are skills that you have. Don't feel guilty about applying those other skills because the movement needs all hands and all jobs. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> there you go. All right, people. Have a good one. All right. <laughs> Mommy made me mash my M&M. Nom, 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 nom. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Blurred Comics is a Main Hustle Media podcast, co-hosted by Mixed Girl Maine and Blurred Vision, produced and edited by Charmaine Johnson. If you like our show, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.